Um, what's up, everybody? Um, so, um, I'm going to share a story real quick, and um, some of you might think it's funny. Actually, some of you have already shared this story, but when I first got here, when I first came to SFA, uh, I went, came here on a track scholarship, and um, if you knew me in high school, you knew I was the athlete. I was in track, so I went to a big, very big high school. I graduated with 950 kids. Um, and so it wasn't like how it is here where you have multiple, you play multiple sports. It was more so if you're on the football team, you're on the football team. If you're on the track team, you're on the track team, basketball team, basketball team. And so uh, me being on the track team, I didn't do any other sports. All I did was track. And so track has been, you've heard me say that before, the track has been my life. It's been the thing that I've always been good at. And um, it's not only was I good at it, at my school, out of all of those kids, out of everybody that was on the track team, I was one of the best. I was, um, my senior year, I, how I got my scholarship was, I was number three in the state going into my senior year. I was number five in the nation. Um, I got hurt, but I had enough to get me, I had enough credentials behind my belt to get me a scholarship. So I came here with very uh, big uh, hopes and I had a lot of dreams, uh, but I also came here with a very punk and sorry attitude. Uh, I came here thinking that I was the best. Uh, I was the best in high school, so I'm gonna get to college. I'm gonna still be the best. There's nobody out here that can beat me. There's nobody in high school that could beat me. And so, uh, when I got here, it just it continued. That that cycle continued. First day of practice, I get here. I did not make it through half the workout. Um, Division one sport compared to high school rocked my world. So any of y'all that are thinking about uh, playing sports in college, just let me tell you it's not that easy. Uh, once you get here, it's, 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 a, it's a process that has to happen. So I had to go through that process. Uh, first, like I said, first day of practice, uh, didn't make it through. Second uh, thing that kind of happened after a couple of months was starting to, to learn how to lift weights in a different way. So how many of you know Brittany Castledine, or y'all call her Coach C? Yeah, so Brittany was my coach for three years. Her, on my visit, her and my mom like hit it off. Like You would have thought that they've known each other for years. Got here. Uh, she actually threatened me more than once to call my mom, as if I was like a 12-year-old, um, but well, like didn't make any sense to me. They really didn't know each other at all. But she got here, and um, she was one of the, the people that saw I was cocky. She saw that. She saw the attitude. She saw that. I was not uh, somebody that was coming in here very humble. I was coming here thinking I was the best. So she was going to show me what that really looks like. Never forget, uh, and I, like I said, I should probably share this story. Two things happened. First time I ever challenged Brittany, uh, challenged her to, she, she was, I was doing a workout. I was do, uh, we were doing rows, but you had to do a push-up. And then as you went up, you rode. And so I was doing that, and she came by me, and I was using like 25s. Uh, if you know me, also, you know, I cheated when it came to arms. I did everything legs-wise, but when it came to arms, I cheated. Brittany knew that. So as I'm doing 25s, I'm rowing, and she looks at me, and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the workout. And she said, what, 25s? The girl next to me was doing, like, 30s. Um, like I said, I cheated. So she looked at me, and she was like, do more. And I was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm doing just enough. Like, I, I feel it in my arms. Like, my, my arms are swelling up. I feel it, and I'm good. Like, I don't need to do any more. She's like, do some more. And I was like, you do some. <laughs> huh. Let me tell you what she did. She did some and more. 
She did 55s. 55s. Um, so the first time she corrected me. Second time uh, was we were sitting, we were, we were uh, in the weight room, and we had been doing squats. And like I said, I came here, I was, I, three things that I did. I talked a lot. I questioned everything. Uh, and I did not listen. And so in the weight room, I got in trouble every single day for talking and not listening uh, and always asking her, like, why, are we, why do you have me doing this? Or essentially, let me see you do it. And like I said, that backfired. But um, so I remember squatting, and I'm sitting on my squat rack, and I'm squatting. I'm doing all my weights. I look over, and there's a senior girl. Her name is Camelia. She was one of the captains on the team at the time. And she, she's doing, like, a half squat. So she's like, like just, and she's she pumping them out. And I look over and I'm like, that's not a, what are you doing? That's not a squat. And she was like, don't worry about me. And I was like, no, like, if I have to do mine, you have to do yours. So Brittany gets on me for talking. Uh, and I look at her and she's like, so she comes over there and she's like yelling at me. She's getting in my butt like she did every single day. And she says, why don't you listen? I was like, well, it's just not fair that you make me do my squat, but you never make her do her full squat. And she was like, don't worry about her. She's a senior. And I was like, I don't care about that. I told you I talked too much. So, uh, I, yeah, I went off and went off on the mouth and didn't, said, I said some things that I shouldn't have said. Uh, and the last thing I said was, you pick favorites. Last time I ever said that to Brittany. Um, she got in my butt. After that, um, I knew exactly <laughs> never to say anything, never to question her again, never to open up my mouth again. After that, I was just going to listen. So um, point of the story is, how many of you in here have ever been, uh, and to be honest, how many of you have ever been in here, how many of you have, who are in here have ever been the teacher's pet? Yeah. I'm actually one of Brittany's favorites. You can ask some of her girls. Uh, you would say I was one of Brittany's favorites, right? Yeah. So I actually am now, too. Um, how many of you here hate the teacher's pet? How many of you ever hated that person? You look at the person, it's just like, man, like, I, I can't stand you. Like, I hate you. All right. So as I thought about this, why is it never that as you, wh whether you were the teacher's pet or you were the person who hated the teacher's pet, why did we never hate the actual teacher who chose the pet? Right? If they pick favorites, why don't we, instead of being mad at the person who's getting, huh? You said you don't what? I love how, it's funny too, because every time I preach, it has been about, about it's been about teachers, <laughs> and Lacey always has something to say. Um, <laughs> Lacey, in this situation, you're the teacher, and you're the good teacher, okay? Um, so, yeah, so I, I, but I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, I didn't pick the favorite, like, we don't pick the favorite, but we get mad at the favorite. We should be mad at the actual teacher. Um, but no, that's not the point of uh, today. Um, but so as I, as I speak about favorites and I, I speak about the people who hate the favorites and I speak about the teacher, um, know that that is the metaphor that I'm using for tonight. But at the end of tonight, as, as Brandon comes up here and sings this last worship song, um, you will get to choose if you want to leave this room and be the favorite or you want to be the hated. Okay. Um, and so we've all heard of Noah's Ark. Uh, if you've ever been in any type of church setting, 
Uh, if you've ever gone on vacation Bible school, you've heard about Noah's Ark. Uh, most of us would say that Noah's Ark, he, he, he built an ark. Uh, God spoke to him and said to, he was going to build an ark, essentially because I'm going to come and I'm going to flood the earth. Next thing um, that he says is, is what? Animals. We all know about the animals. Grab two pairs of each kind um, and bring them on the boat. It's funny, me and Dan were talking about this the other day. I never knew about the seven other, an- the, the other seven animals that God tells them to bring uh, for food and for sacrifices. All right? Like, so now it's like two animals. It's like, oh, what, what are these other seven animals? Um, but we're not going to go there because tonight we're not talking about animals. Sadly, we're not. I actually had a video, but it, it would have been phenomenal. But we're not talking about animals. Um, instead, I want to talk about the favorite, I want to talk about the hated, and I want to talk about the teacher. Um, and so I'm going to go through, and I'm gonna t- there's four characters. Uh, so I said the, the, the favorite, the hated, the teacher, um, and the, ca- the next character is the flood. Okay? Um, but first I want to start with the favorite. Um, in this story, at this up, up, up to this point in the Bible, where we are at now in this study that we're doing, um, we are at Noah. And Noah uh, is an old guy. Noah's 500 years at this point, 500 years old. Um, we, we go through, if you, you go through Adam and Eve, and you hear about the descendants, uh, and you hear about Adam and Eve's children, and Cain and Abel, and then their descendants, and then you get through this long list uh, before you get to chapter 6, and you see, you finally see uh, it talk about Noah. Um, Noah uh, was a man that, at this time, was the only person on the earth that was following the, what the Lord had, had planned, what he had planned for man. He was the only person that uh, could, was in the Lord's sight, was in right standing with him. He had a wife. He had three sons. They each had a wife, um, and they... They were the only people, the, the only group of people that were living the right way. Um, so Noah, if you look, um, if, if you have your Bibles, um, and you turn to uh, Genesis 6, 9, um, you'll see that uh, it says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Um, Noah was the son of the father of three sons. So what we see right there, we see uh, three things. We see that Noah was um, the righteous man. Noah was a blameless man. And when I say that, that means uh, that he was just, like I said, walking uh, the right path. Uh, The last thing is that he was very, uh, his relationship with the Lord was uh, very concrete. It wasn't changed. It wasn't, it wasn't mistaken by anything else. Nothing came before the Lord um, in Noah's life. Nothing came before the Lord in Noah's family's life. Uh, and so he was very in close relationship with the God. Uh, if you look down, uh, jump down a little bit for, yeah, uh, actually above, you look at 6.8, it says, uh, Noah, but Noah found favor with God. So not only was he a righteous man, not only was he a blameless man, uh, he was a very obedient man, uh, and he had a relationship with the Lord, he also found favor with the Lord. Um, and so for the first, the, the, what I'm going to talk about right now is the favorite. Uh, so the people that, the, essentially the teacher's pet that we just raised our hands to, the, the ones that 
did uh, the, the teacher's favor that everybody else looked at and could not stand. Um, why, why was Noah the favorite? So I said he was blameless. I said that uh, he was righteous. Uh, he was a righteous man. Uh, he was a man with favor. Uh, and um, there, the reason was not that Noah heard, Noah essentially heard this command to, to build an ark from, from the Lord and then decided to follow. Uh, it was that he had already chosen long before this time to, to, to live a life after the Lord. And so the Lord saw that and called him a righteous man and called him a blameless man and gave him favor. Uh, and so first we see that Noah has his, his, the order that he has in his life is very correct. A lot of us in here want to do it the opposite. So we're looking for those things, but we have yet to decide to actually follow God's plan. So why was he the favorite? He was the favorite because he heard from the Lord, and when he heard from the Lord, he actually listened to what the Lord was saying. And then after he listened, he was very obedient. Uh, So what we're going to see is that um, at 500 years old, he is commanded to, he is told to, to build an ark. It does not, it takes a hundred years before the ark, the flood actually comes. Um, And so in that time, that's a hundred years. A hundred years to be obedient to what the Lord has said. A hundred years to be very faithful to what the Lord has said. A lot of us in here can't, we're going to go out this room and we're going to have a hard time. And Noah Noah did it for a hundred years. Don't get me wrong, I bet it was hard. But a lot of us, I think, we we don't actually uh, see that and we make the, the cycle of, time after time after time of going back and, and hearing from the Lord and being obedient and then messing up and then hearing from the Lord again and then being obedient. Um, and so Noah was faithful. He, he was, like I said, he was obedient to what the Lord had called him to do. Um, and because of that, because of those things, because of those three things, hearing from the Lord, listening, and then being obedient to what he says, um, God looked down and saw that he was right, that he was going to use. This was the person, the only person that was going to, that, that was essentially, like I said, following the straight line, and he was going to be the person that God was going to use to restore the earth. Um, and so the favorites in this situation, the favorites um, that I'm talking about, the favorites that w- essentially all of us need to, we're, we're, hopefully we're striving to be, um, are these kind of people. People that choose to decide to follow Jesus. People that choose to, de- to seek after the Lord every single day. Um, and then when we would hear from him, we would listen. And then after we listen, we would stay faithful and obedient to that. Verses um, 6, uh, so I went through 9 through 10, and who Noah was, um, and then how he found favor. Uh, and so a lot of us raised our hands to being the favorite teacher. And I ask you, um, why, is it, why, why are you the favorite? Are you the favorite because you're looking uh, to, to get something out of the teacher? Are you looking to... Um, Place yourself above somebody else? Are you looking to, you see yourself as better so you deserve to be the favorite? Or do you see that the teacher has something amazing to give you? And so that you are looking and you are like, okay, 
I'm going to follow with, I'm going to listen to this teacher. I'm going to hear for what she has to say, and then I'm going to, I'm going to follow the rules. Right? Um, so you have these favorites that are walking. You have these favorites um, that we, we want to strive to be. Um, the next person that I want to talk about, the next character, is the people, uh, and I'm going to call those people haters, but then I'm going to turn it, I'm, I'm going to change it from haters, and I'm going to call it hated. When I say hated, do not think that I'm saying God hates you. Um, but that's, what I'm, that's where I'm going. So uh, who are the hated? Uh, the, the haters in this situation, if you look at, let's go back up. Uh, I'm sorry for jumping around, but uh, verses, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 say, Then the people began to multiply on the earth. And the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any, any that they wanted as their wives. The, then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with you humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant um, Nephilites lived on the earth. For wherever, Whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and the famous warriors in, of ancient times. Uh, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything that they thought or imagined was consistent, consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. Um, then I, I want us to turn to uh, go jump down a little bit further and go to 11. Now God saw the earth that had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all the corruption in the world. For every on the, everyone on the earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I've decided to destroy all the living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them away with the, from the earth. Um, so who are the hated? The hated, uh, so let, let's jump back a little bit further uh, to what Danny's been talking about for the past couple of weeks. We, we went through creation. We went through the first book of the Bible, uh, first Genesis, Genesis 1. We got to Genesis 2, and we see Adam and Eve, we see them um, living in the garden, uh, living in a perfect world. Nothing's broken. We see what we learned last week. We see the fall happening. We see Adam, uh, Eve, uh, eat from the tree, uh, and they see that they're naked and uh, that they are going to hide from the Lord at this point. And so for the first time, we see uh, this perfect world fall to corruption. We see corruption coming to those. We see wickedness. We see evil things happening now. we, if you go a little bit further, and if, you ever, if you've read after that, you'll see Cain and Abel, uh, and you know the story. You see, um, the, you see brothers, you see a brother kill his brother. Um, those, those things are evil. That's wicked. That's very corrupt. Uh, and so who are the hated in this situation? Um, they're the ones who have chosen uh, to not listen to the Lord. They're the ones who have chosen not to be to, to care about their own actions, care about any of the choices that they're making. They're the people that do what they want to do. Um, that's um, what Danny has so heavily preached about, is sin and what it does to us. We had a leaders meeting, and we all know how passionate Danny is. Um, 
And I, he's so passionate about people coming out of their sin because he sees what it does to you guys. We hear stories after time. We hear from parents. We hear from everything that's going on. We hear all the, the things that you're getting into, and we see sin just continuing to corrupt um, your lives, your, the people around you's lives. We see very just evil things happening in this, this world, in this city. Um, and so, like I, like I said a little bit, I'm not saying that uh, God looks down at you and sees you at your sin and sees the things that you do, and he, he hates you, but I am saying God hates your sin. He hates how corrupt this world has fallen. He, he hated then, and he still hates it now. He hates how wicked things have gotten, how evil our thoughts are. He hates that. Um, and so those, those are essentially the, the hated people. Um, they're, they're us. They're us who have still all we see is sin. Um, the ones who've never chosen to actually follow the Lord. Um, because he, he's looking down and he has so much planned for us. He has so much goodness. Uh, he doesn't want corruption to, to overcome us. He doesn't want the wicked things that are happening in your life to continue to have power over you. And so as, a, as you hear that, the next person that I want to talk about is who this teacher is. Who is this teacher that is picking this favorite? Who is this teacher that is, is hating the actions of um, the, the other group of people? Um, so once again, we're going to go back a little bit. What we saw at the beginning, we saw God for the first time. We, we see the first thing that he ever does is he actually creates. He's a creator. And so we see him create this world that we live in. Uh, the next thing we see is we create, we, he creates Adam and Eve, and then he breathes life into them. He breathes a purpose. He gives them responsibility after he's called them into a very direct relationship with him. Um, he, he so badly wants a relationship with you that he is, he's giving you the choice to so badly want him back. And that's all he's asking for. Uh, it's, it's cool, and, it, and I'm learning it so much more uh, as, I, as I get older, but how humbling the responsibility that God, it's so humbling that he's given us the task to, be, to multiply and fill the earth, to have power over the, all the things in the earth, um, to subdue it. That's what he's asked for. That's what he asked at the beginning. That's what he asked from Adam and Eve. Um, that's what he's still asking from us today. Um, Next, after we see Adam and Eve um, fall into temptation and sin for the first time, we see God um, intervening. And so he's intervened there in the garden. We're going to see him intervene in Cain and Abel. And now we're getting ready to see him intervene uh, for, in this time that Noah, of Noah. Um, he is so tired at this point. In this story, he's so tired of watching his, this perfect world that he's created fall apart. Fall apart because of the people in it. Not because of anything that he's, he's necessarily, uh, he's done. He hasn't done anything bad. He, he, as he said those things, he said that it was good. Um, so he's so tired uh, of letting corruption um, ruin 
his perfection. Um, so if you turn to 6, 7, chapter 6, verse 7. Um, and the Lord said, I will wipe away this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. Uh, now, just hear me out. Um, let's say that drowning a baby is legal in America. Um, some of y'all look at me like, what? Um, that would be like Danny and Lauren being so sick of Cooper. He, he doesn't sleep. He, he doesn't, he, he, all he does is whine. Um, he, he makes a mess of things, right? And they're just being so sick of him, and they take him to the bathtub. And they drown him, right? They drown him. And they drown him because they've just been so sick of all of the things that he's doing, all the bad things he's doing. They love him, but, and they, they know how good he can be, uh, but they hate the, the, the bad about him so much that they want to drown him so that they can create a new baby that hopefully is, is going to act a little bit better. Um, now think about it personally. That'd be like your parents doing the same thing. Looking to be like, I can't stand you. I can't stand you, Brandon. I'm going to just drown you. Yeah, I'm going to drown you, then I'm going to try to make a new Brandon. And hopefully he's better this time. All right. Um, I love Cooper. Please don't, like I said, just make, just thinking. Um, that's crazy. He literally says, I am sorry that I have ever made them. I'm sorry that I've ever made you. That literally like makes me like weak in my knees. Uh, to think that this God that created us and then said it was good and we did it out of so much of love and um, shows us grace. Uh, he showed, she showed Adam and Eve grace and mercy and forgiveness and love. Uh, and then we see uh, as the story continues, him say, I'm sorry I've ever made, I ever made them. That I will destroy everything that walks on the earth. Man, that sucks. That the, the things that we have done, the things that we continue to do, that we've, we, as we started here, and we, we play, we're, we're in the middle of this right now. Um, and at that point, of, it was so bad to him that he said, I'm sorry I've ever created them. Then says, I'm going to, and not even just them, the birds in the sky, like everything. That's where we get the two animals. Um, but, um, like, I hope that you hear those words and it, it actually it, it, it means something to you. Um, I, all I hear is I hear a, dis, a disappointed father and his children. Um, I love at the beginning of, um, in, in Genesis, uh, when, during the, this time of Adam, where they're, where they're tempted and the devil's talking to them, um, and if you've been at Reach, and you might have heard me talk about this, uh, but in Mark, 
uh, and this, just this, these two words, but God. But God. And so we've talked about people who have found favor with the Lord and how, how to do that and what those people, the, the characteristics that they have. We've seen um, the characteristics of the, the hated um, people who have just been very corrupt. Um, and then the thing that comes to mind as I was, I was going through this and trying to understand the flood more, um, things that goes in mind when I see those things and while your leader's sitting here uh, and they, they love the heck out of you and they go through all the, the you make them crazy, is because I hear, but God. Uh, and so what is the flood? Um, if you go to 717 now, um, I'm going to read a, a couple verses, but uh, just hear me out. For 40 days and 40, or and for 40 days, the flow waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the bloat floated safety on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 20 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on the earth died, birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry around along the ground, and all the people. He's speaking to you. Um, Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out everything on the earth. People, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and birds, the sky, were all destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. Um... So what is the flood? Uh, the fl- it's simple. The flood is the thing that the Lord is using to cast out and to wipe away all of the wickedness, all of the corruption, all of the, um, th- all the things, the, the bad things, the sin in this world at this time. Uh, the flood, like, look, think about that. Think about the highest peak, the highest mountaintop that you've ever heard of or that you've ever been to. I know some of y'all do like that mountain climbing thing. Um, Think about that and think about water over that. Right, that's the flood. And so it wiped away everything. I was talking to a friend. I literally wanted to have a little, uh, like a plastic bucket up here. And then I was going to like put some trees and then like some people. And then I was going to have a boat and I was going to have Brandon come up here. And as I was talking about this, he was going to pour water into it. We we're just going to like watch the flood happen and then watch like everything ruin in it. But I was like, oh, I'm doing the most. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's just kind of talk about it. Um, but the, the flood wipes away everything. It wipes away the people. It wipes away the animals. It, literally, that's what it says. Is the flood does those things. Um, the flood lasts almost about, uh, uh, it's a little over a year. Um, so Noah, the flood comes uh, when he, it starts at when he was 600. Uh, and about, when he was about 601, <laughs> that sounds crazy, um, when he's about 601, he finally begins to see the, the flood recede. And, um, and, we'll, that's, and so that's uh, where we're at. That's what the, the flood actually is. And what is the ark? The ark is the thing that Noah got to build, uh, the thing that essentially saves his life and saves his family's lives, saves um, the, the two birds, there are two animals um, that, um, like I said at the beginning, the, who the favorites were were the people who God was going to use, the animals that God were going to use to restore um, the earth uh, and, and give it a second chance. Um, 
I wish I had more time to talk about this, um, but to talk about, and, and we could spend majority of the time talking about the promise that God has made to Noah during this time. Uh, as the flood recedes and uh, dry lands begins to come, uh, I w- wish we had more time, uh, but I'm just going to be really small and, and brief on it and talk about this promise that God's made. So we've learned uh, who the teacher is. Uh, you can't get mad at God for picking, uh, being the teacher that picked the favorite. Uh, like I said, why don't we ever get mad at the teacher instead? Um, because God is fair. God chose Adam, or jo- chose Noah um, because Noah did what God had asked. That was it. He didn't ask much out of Noah. He just asked him, I mean, what he's asking out of us is that we would just stop what we're doing, we would see him for who he is, and we would choose to follow him. That's what he asked for Noah, and Noah did that. For the other people, they, they chose other ways. They chose to do it differently. They chose to do it not God's way, they chose to do it um, their way. There's very few favorites, but there's so many of us that are doing the things that God hates. Um, but we've learned about the teacher, we've learned about the favorite, we've learned about the haters. Um, this promise that God has made, um, eight, chapter 8, um, verses 15, um, then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat, and all of the large, small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrifices the burnt offering, burnt offerings, the animals and the birds that had been approved for the purpose, those are the extra seven. Um, and the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything, er, even, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood, I will never again destroy all the living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Um, so we see God make a promise, uh, make a covenant to, the, to, to Noah that uh, he, he sees it. It says that um, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood, I will never again destroy all the living things. So he knows that these people are going to mess up again. Uh, we know, looking at Scripture, that these people are going to mess up. We know um, that we are going to mess up. But he's, he promises that he'll never send a flood again. Never sent a flood, uh, something, he's not going to bring something like that to wipe away the, the, the human race and how wicked, corrupt, and evil it is. Uh, he, he makes that promise, and later on you find out that he even gives you a, he gives Noah a symbol, and it's a rainbow. So every time you see a rainbow, that's the, the, what, we, what Scripture says, is that's, the, that's the sign of the, the Lord and the covenant made to Noah. Uh, 
So what is the ark? What is the, uh, I'm sorry, what is the, the, the flood now in your life, right now today? The flood is Jesus Christ. The, as, as the flood wiped away corruption and, and, and all the evilness and the, and the wickedness going on in the world, um, now, uh, the, the flood, like I said, the flood is Jesus Christ. God says and he promises that he'll never do something like this to wipe away the earth. And, so we, uh, and then we see that he, he knows. He, he knows all. And so we see that he says, even though everything that they think from childhood is still evil. So he knows that we're going to continue to sin. But he, he says that I will never do this again. Instead, what we get to see in the New Testament is that he sends Jesus to do it. He sends Jesus to wipe away your sin. He, he sees Jesus to battle the corruption in this world. He sees Jesus um, making thing, the, the wicked things, the, the beautiful things. Um, Jesus is so much bigger than a flood. And so last week we heard about hiding from our sin, and we heard about running away from it, and choosing not to deal with it and thinking that we can just walk away. Um, I also think that we believe that one day a flood is going to come and we're just going to all, everything's just going to go away. And that's not the case, y'all. It's not the case. I, I see and I look and I know kids that are sitting in this room right now that have made mistakes. Um, state mistakes today. They, they made mistakes last week. Um, you know who you are. Uh, and what I want to tell you, I think what I, the only thing I can tell you about today is that stop thinking that there's going to be something that comes and wipes away those things, that they'll just go away, that you can just continue to do the things that you're doing and, and they, they'll never come up. Stop thinking that. Stop thinking that you're going to get away with it. Because what we've learned every single time we come in here is how much God hates sin, how much God hates your sin. But what we also learn, like I said, Jesus is so much bigger than a flood. See, Jesus wiped away the sin. Jesus um, took away the corruption. He, he took away all the wickedness. Jesus is also the ark. He's the thing that saves Noah. He's the, thing, he's the thing that as you believe in him, as you enter into this ark, as you enter into that, you, you find salvation and you find um, security and you, you, you find peace. You find favor with God. Um, the flood represents grace and mercy and love. Uh, the, the flood represents salvation. Um, the flood represents a second chance. Um, the flood represents Jesus, y'all. Uh, um, but yeah, so um, like I like I said. Um, at the beginning of this, you, you have a choice now to make. 
You, you get to leave here. You leave here every single Wednesday night. You have a choice to make. And some of you have made the choice. Some of you have fully committed to being the favorite. Some of you are still okay with being the hated. My prayer is that tonight, as you hear that the, the flood, there's not a flood, there's not a flood coming again. But there's already a, a, a Jesus that has wiped away those things that has cleaned you from those wicked thoughts, is trying to clean you from those wicked thoughts. Um, and all you have to do is what, the, what Noah and his family did and what the two pairs of animals did is you just walk into the ark. 